WKWZ Syosset Welcome back to another edition of Agree to Disagree here on a Wednesday evening. My name is Cole Nevins and we are alongside Sammy Sherry and Mihir Ved. And we got another stack show today. We had to move from our regular Friday slot to the Wednesday slot to accommodate our busy week. But hey, we're here. We're here to talk sports. If you're tuning in right now, welcome to the show. So Sammy, let's start us off. All right, Cole. Yep. As you said, we are two days early this week and... You know, we won't be able to discuss what happened on the Thursday's games being tomorrow, but we'll be able to discuss what we think will happen. And, oh, NCAA, the madness is upon us. I mean, since we saw each other last Friday, St. Peter's has won again to go to the Sweet 16, making it the second year in a row. Go Peacocks. A 15 seed has made it to the Sweet 16. So that is just something special right there. It's the third time in history. And also the NFL. We've had a lot of moves there. And... We'll talk about them in a few minutes. Absolutely right on the spot, Sherry. You know, Cole, yep, Friday we all have our conflicts, can't make it. I'm glad we can get a show in today. And Sammy, right on the spot with, we instead of us maybe recapping the games on Friday, we get to predict once again like we did last Wednesday before the start of the tournament. So it's going to be exciting. I have a couple bold takes in the back of my mind for the bracket. You know, it's going to be a fun one. You know, we have an 11 10 matchup in the Sweet 16 with Iowa State and Miami. That'll be a fun one. I have a nice, you know, add to one of my great football takes later on as well. Oh, that's spicy stuff right there. I'm excited for that. And also, like you said, NFL news. Oh, my God. This might be, not not might be, this is the craziest NFL offseason. So definitely get into it. All that news that we missed on. It's been, what, four or five days? Yes, I believe our last show we we discussed the Deshaun Watson deal, but there's just happened a ton since then. Yeah, plenty to discuss on today's show. This is probably the last show of the year that we won't have school sports to talk about as everything's going to kick off next week. So it comes at a perfect time because we got plenty to talk about on the hot stove across the sports realm right now. But I'll start with something interesting that happened today. Just want your general opinions on it. I actually haven't checked the poll that I put in my story. But we always start with some sports business talk. The Premier League Lacrosse League, uh, Premier League Lacrosse signed a four-year deal with ESPN. And I'm just curious. I know the three of us aren't big lacrosse fans. But we are interested to see how sports go along hand-in-hand with networks. I want to know your opinions on lacrosse becoming some sort of a major sport and how this deal will end up with ESPN. Do you think it's going to be a flop 
or they have the tools to potentially make this into success? Um, one, weren't they? Didn't they sign a deal with NBC Sports last year? So they that... they started with NBC. I had to, I think they they kicked moved off over. the league two or three years right. ago. I remember that being on NBC Sports, which obviously it's not a channel anymore. They're moving all their stuff to USA and stuff. But back to your point, Cole. Um, I did see the pointer story, and you said, "Are you going to be watching?" Yes, no, or maybe. And go check it right now. I put no. Um, <laughs> No, no, if I'm no, being, yeah, no, I'm, don't, I'm don't being, laugh. No. Like, it's, like, it's an interesting mean, yeah, argument. I would never Pre- watch Premier either, League honestly. lacrosse. I don't think I'm as huge as you know, not a big fan. I don't think lacrosse, as much as how how big it is here in Sinaset, I just don't think of it as a you know major league sport. But for me, here's what I wanted to talk about: is I I watch college lacrosse quite often actually because I follow a lot of you know kids from Syosset and Long Island in general and you know my neighbor's the one that got me into lacrosse in the first place because he went to Johns Hopkins for it so I've started to watch college lacrosse over the past let's say four or five years I find it to be really entertaining well not lie when that tournament comes around it, it, towards the end of the spring in May it, it's really exciting to watch but Premier League lacrosse I just hasn't caught my eye yet I, I'm more of a college guy and plus we have to think about markets you know our market here, obviously, being in Long Island, lacrosse is huge. So, yeah, we might get more people to say, yeah, I'll watch Premier League lacrosse. But you go out to, you know, basketball or football states like Texas. Anywhere and, outside the East Coast or California and Texas yes. and you're done. You're not going to get a market. Lacrosse has an association with being somewhat of, you know, a sport that's, you know, for more privileged individuals, correct? Right. And, well, and it directly correlates with the cost of playing between you have to be on a club you have to buy hundreds of dollars worth of equipment. And those club teams, the amount of traveling to do for the elite tournaments across the country, it's more than it's, it's equivalent to what you would have to do for soccer. Very similar to hockey in the way that you need to just buy all this equipment. And it's just the hardest sport to just get guys together and play. So go on, Sammy. Yeah, so I think it's definitely, you know, very big in high school and even college. But, I mean, pro lacrosse, is anybody really going to watch pro lacrosse? The thing is, lacrosse guys, they don't really go pro. They go to get a great college degree and, you know, That's right. to be hedge fund managers. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong about that. So, according to my poll, I put out a thing. It said, will you watch pro lacrosse in ESPN? Definitely, never, or I'll give it a shot. Definitely had 19 votes. Never had 37 votes, which was 54%. Mm. And I'll give it a shot, had 13 votes. And I think that was very telling. And I have almost 2,000 followers on my Instagram page, so... Those are the only people that voted. So think about that first. So how many? Wait, let me see how many people viewed the but story. But those people are skewed to this area, remember? That was the next point I was going to make. Hold on. So how many people so, voted? So, total. How many total people voted? So listen, voted? 400 people saw it, and was that 50, 69 people voted. Nice. Out of, <laughs> out of 389 <laughs> viewers. So that's already a low percentage. So what? That's, I mean, let, let me do some quick math. So 69 divided by 389. So only 17, 18% of the people that viewed my story actually took the time to even vote on it. Well, yeah, the 54% people that voted no. Most also adding on, adding on to the fact that my audience has a lot of lacrosse guys being from Long Island and in a lacrosse-centric town like Syosset. So... That's as, well why, as, as well as the many towns around us. And then. as well as the social media demographic tends to be younger individuals. Exactly. So, at so the, they're more likely to like watch. It's crazy because at the... Your cer- 80-year-old guys from Brooklyn, I don't think, are going to no, be no, watching no. lacrosse unless their Absolutely. Grand, grandkid is no, on the team. At the surface, it seems great for the PLL. They get their name out. They're building the sport. you got to start, you gotta you start somewhere. But for ESPN, I'm, more, I'm questioning it. It's 
why would you invest? I mean, again, it didn't even hit a million dollars. It was only a six-figure deal with them. So probably, I guess, probably around that, the seven I mean, or eight hundred. That's less change. than a guy. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's chump change. Nothing. That's less than some of the for a billion dollar company. I mean, Disney right. who owns ESPN, that's a drop. We in have the guys like Stephen I mean, A. Smith making more annually. Ten million, than that yeah. Ten, Stephen A. Smith is bringing. That's in why I ten really just I'm not don't too think. worried because also now ESPN has the opportunity to promote and yes, and not 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 just. Uh, I'm trying to finish my thought, but yes, you're right. Just promote, but they can promote college lacrosse with the PLL together now. Under that one network, so it could prove to be, you know, pay some no, dividends. I hope for the. I it's hope a good it, investment. It's a good investment. And for with, how low, cheap it was. with low, risk, very low risk, but is, high upside. Which right. is why at first it jumped out to me, and I was like, "Wow, like why would ESPN do that? Because just because you assign a deal, it doesn't mean it's going to work." Of that course. was my first thought. I mean, so I was like, "Ask the Angels with Albert Pujols." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and CJ so at first I was like, yeah, "Why would they do it?" I think all in the same year. <laughs> sports don't grow overnight. Leagues don't grow overnight. You know, it it's gradual. Look how long it took for some of the leagues at first to grow popularity. But for, cross, I, I don't want to cross for the PLL. Like it's been, I've heard like the PLL three, three or four three years or. already. There's been well, no. It's still, an inf- it's still an infant league, for sure. Sure, but I just you, there's look. Not, they have some things. They, we'll close up this conversation, but they have it's some. It's so they, hard to start. A they league. have some things riding for it them. Is. They have good personalities in their league. They're gonna have clear cut stars. They have. Exciting uniforms, good branding. Yeah, it just feels like another one of those lacrosse. Lacrosse is a fat is a fast sport. There's hitting, there's highlights, all that's great. But you're telling people to fall in love with the sport. How are they going to do that? Are they going to implement betting into it? Are they going to do their barnstorming thing again? Are they going to associate teams with cities? How are they getting stadiums? It's a whole again betting only if you're over the age of 21. Call one eight hundred gambling if you have any gambling problems. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's all serious questions. If if you know, if you ask someone over twenty one to go bet on on lacrosse, are they going to do it? No. You also look at your audience, and most of the guys that watch lacrosse have either played in the past, are still playing, or are fathers of kids that are playing. Right. So it's exactly. like. No, their their audience is very narrow. So I'm curious to see if ESPN can, you know, explore it. But just like the way I, like, personally, I don't know why I thought this, but when when ESPN Plus first came out, I first thought to myself, this is terrible for ESPN. No one's going to subscribe. They're going to lose a lot of money. Now we've seen how much it's boomed over the past couple years. Hey, just like that, we could be completely wrong and something could pop off with lacrosse. Yeah, well, Mahir, ESPN Plus was just created as simply a revenue stream for ESPN because they are a dying company right. who loses money. And that's what I'm saying. Is I, thought, I thought it was going to lose more they money. They were on but. such a downward trajectory the, uh, the past few years, and then they go out and they get Aikman and Buck, and I'm like, something doesn't add up. Right. Like, they have been making a lot of deals lately, and I'm very confused. Like, so I mean, maybe they just have all that money from all the layoffs well, they had? Yeah, they've been laying off a lot of, you know, the bottom people but not in the four major sports. And, yeah, I mean, now they've added hockey to the mix, so they're really, you know... Changing the business model around, and, and, I'm, yeah, I'm and they, have, they have a Super Bowl deal now. I mean, that's right. legit. That's a lot of money. So I mean, yeah. I mean they're all, maybe they're also anticipating in the future the revenue they'll bring in from that Super Bowl game. Big stuff right there. But of course. And then just to quickly close out our sports business, Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit are officially the duo on Thursday Night Football Amazon Prime. So what are your thoughts on that dynamic? I'm glad because Kirk Herbstreit now. He, he His deal with Amazon states that he can stay with ESPN and do all this college stuff, so I'm really glad. That's great. Because I love him on the college games, right? Mm-hmm. So now pairing with Al Michaels, I think it would be a great duo, and especially for Amazon Prime taking their first shot 
at primetime games like being exclusive and not just I'm an so excited for that I'm very excited and they landed two of the best they could possibly get in what has been a wild broadcasting free agency so I think we have our final teams now no we're, we're, we're waiting for Fox Fox is the only one that's not set. okay so we have well, Nance we, and Romo Nan, Nan, we're, we're doing A groups right now so Nance and Romo at CBS Buck and Aikman ESPN. at ESPN Michaels and Herb Street Amazon, Tarico and Collinsworth at NBC. And Fox, Fox hasn't named anything. Yeah, they haven't named anything. Wow. I don't know who they who yeah. they get as a play-by-play guy. I've heard. I've, did they promote Joe Davis or? I've um, heard Olsen thrown around. No, that's a color. Well, that's Fox a color also has to remember Ian Eagle and Dan Fouts as their two teams, so they could just promote them to One the of the Eagle. But Ian Eagle does basketball. Does basketball as well? So he not, does football every. Him and uh, Dan Fouts do football every week. Just how not, much, hey, it's going to be a money game. They're just for that. not they the do, Sunday game of the week. The NFC game of the week on Fox was always. There's, there's, there's here for, for Fox, I think they're going to go to Kevin Burkhart or Jer- Joe Davis to take over football. I could with see a, Kevin with a color commentator yes. either being Greg Olson, who's been there for a year, or landing Sean Payton. That's what I think. Sean Payton would be great. Sean Payton, I love Sean Payton. I think he'd be an awesome color commentator. You think Philip Rivers would be a good commentator? He'd be color commentator. I think he'd be great in like a, one of those shows on ESPN before just energizing people. I don't know. Yeah. No, I think he'd be a funny person now. I think, I think he's, he's, I think he's too formal for that. Phil? I think he, I think he'd, I think he'd want a broadcasting job. Fair enough. Because also, we have to see... The, uh, the Mannings do different stuff. That's why they're not yeah, committed true. to a one spot. I think, well, Rivers also a, co- a coach right now, so we'll see. I mean, I that always yeah, blows off after coach. a year, but... The Fox, we'll see. Well, they got options. For sure. Oh, oh, I heard another name. I, I can't believe you didn't bring this up. Yeah, he does college all the time. Gus Johnson. Oof. I don't think he'd... NFL on Fox! Imagine... That would yeah, be something. People, I mean, he's so polarizing in the industry. I love guys. Anyway, that is it for our sports business talk. So, guess we'll go right into football. And, whew, was it a whirlwind day for your boy right here. I'm on my free pair. Actually, no, I'm, not, I'm actually in this very room during my internship period. And our buddy, or our, our colleague Rob, was recording his feature of the week. And I look at my phone, and I literally started, like, yelling. And he's like, you ruined my uh, recording. What happened, Cole? I'm like, Rob, Rob, you won't believe this. You won't believe right. this. The Jets are in the running for Tyreek Hill. They're a finalist with the Dolphins. Classic Jets fan. They just got somehow way too optimistic because, you know, there's actually a podcast. It's called The Cool Your Jets, which is exactly what I should have done. I got so excited. I did no work for my 40-minute free period because I was just, uh, no, I, after internship. I had internship, and then I had my free period, and I did got no work. Mm, so I got that seems fishy there, Cole. Yeah. Maybe uh, more like an 80-minute free period. <laughs> <laughs> I got no work done because I'm just scrolling through Twitter waiting. And then the math is one of those things. I'm just constantly checking my phone. Like, I had it, like, laying on my bag. I see the news come across that he went to the Dolphins. And my head just goes straight to the desk. And my teacher goes, oh, Cole, what's wrong? I'm like, it, it didn't happen. She's like, what do you mean? And then she's like, well, someone else in the class like, Oh, I think they're talking about you know trading players and football and stuff. And I just got so angry. I was like, it is so much more than that. She's like, it's not that big of a deal. I'm like, my Sundays are ruined for the next like six years. I'm like, you don't understand. <laughs> as if they aren't ha- like have yeah, been. as if they haven't been. They're, they're yeah. more ruined. Because the all right, the worst part of Wilson all this a bad as a Jets fan, I mean, is not only did we not get Tyreek Hill. But we have to face him twice a year. It's like a double negative. It's just that like that is true. It's, like, you, it, it, it's it, awful. Cool. We talked it's about it. It's awful. It's 
it's not even that like the Jets couldn't land him. I mean, maybe they made less of an offer than the Dolphins. They did. Did. I could tell right. you the but, offer they made. No, they didn't. According Schefter to the trade chart, made, it was more. It was oh. more value. So they you, you, trade chart. I know, but, but also, but with no, Schefter, it is though. It's, it's a big deal. Okay, they were going to give a 35th, a 39th, and a 69th compared to what the and get Hill and a 103. But but compared but to what the Dolphins gave was Cherry. a first. Yeah, but the picks don't matter here because Cole. We talked about Cole. We talked about the picks don't matter here because Hill. It's basically Deshaun Watson 2.0. He could have. Ch- he was. It was up to him where he wanted to end up. It's so true. He, was, he true. chose the Dolphins. Who would want to be? The NFL is starting to have an NBA like change. Yeah. For so long, the owners have had a stranglehold on the league in the NFL, but now it seems like the players are wielding more and, and complete, more influence. Complete side note off that: If you want to work in sports agency, might as well get into it now. Because I mean, yeah, the players are getting exactly what they want, which means if they're represented by an agent, you're gonna get exactly. what I you mean, want. yeah, the players are. I mean. Leonard Fournette is giving, getting $7 million a year on average. I remember when DeMarco Murray became the second highest paid <laughs> running back with the Eagles at like $6 million and everybody's like, that's so much money for a running back, $6 million now. Everybody who's just mediocre is getting $6 million. I, I still mean, think running James backs. James Connor is I mean, now Hill's making $120 million. million over four years. So wide receiver. Dang. Quarterbacks didn't even used to make $30 million five, ten years ago. I mean, ten years ago, what were quarterbacks making? $18 million maybe? Now they're making almost $50 million. I mean, the NFL is a cash cow. I mean, it's a money-making machine. And Tyreek Hill is just the latest fortunate player to cash himself in. I'm, I'm honestly really surprised, and I'm sure, like, because I, I just, you, I haven't even heard a, a, a thing about Tyreek Hill possibly being traded, let alone, I didn't even know that they were in contract negotiations for an extension, and all of a sudden, you just get an alert one period today, like fourth period, Tyreek Hill is stalled negotiation talks with the Chiefs, and they're letting him seek a trade, and everyone's like, what? Then the next hour, it's like, oh, it's down to the Jets and the Dolphins. Then the next hour, it's... Tyreek Hill's been traded to the Dolphins. I don't think we've seen a star player traded that fast in NFL history from, like, a breakdown in negotiations. Something must have gone really wrong with the Chiefs. I think they also had these negotiations yeah, going these on for a Yeah, these negotiations don't no, happen over. Yeah. There's no way this happened within yeah. an hour. I, I just, to be honest, is, I didn't know that they were even, like, informal negotiations for an extension because I wasn't aware about his contract. Many, few. Uh, it was just so quiet. I didn't really know either, very honestly. Yeah. But the thing is, when you think about it, is the Chiefs going to have a similar scenario to what the Packers have had. Mahomes won early in his career, but then he makes all that money to where it eats up a large portion Same of the salary Same as Seattle cap. with Russell Wilson. Yes. Once these that's, guys why, start that's why I think Brady the Chargers, the Chargers have to go all in over the next what? How long is his rookie contract? Well, four you get five fi- years. well, you get four years plus the fifth year option, which is like eighteen. This is year million. three for Herbert. Yes. So they have, but they have to sign him probably after this year. This is. I mean, I mean, you true. don't have to. This but you is could age. wait till year four, this, even year five, if you want. But to that's why the Char- That's why the Chargers are my but early you, Super Bowl pick this but year. What Sherry's saying is, if you want to lock up Herbert after this year for a cheaper annual average, probably but you're not going to get it cheaper. Not it won't be any cheaper. It's going to be the exact same. It just depends on Herbert. It'll be a little cheaper. It will only go up if the salaries go up, which they will. So I guess you've got to say that. But I mean, it won't go up more than $5 million a year. Which is, I mean, sure, $5 million is a lot of money. But eh. Something else I was thinking about today, and I mentioned to me here, is we always laughed at you for all your comments about taxes, but that's probably a huge reason why Tyreek Hill went to Florida. State income tax. I mean, yeah, a place like New York is... Think about it, the Jets probably had that offer no, even more but to get Tyree Hill. It would technically be New Jersey. But that's still high. Depends on his residence. New Jersey know? is still high, and 
Is that the lucky on his contract or uh, where he lives? His residency. So if he lived in New York City, he would have got hit with city tax on top of that. But if he lives in and Jersey, city tax kills you. But like I know, like Jersey's a guy like still Eli, a very high stake though. Right. It's not as high as New York, but it's still one of the. I know a guy like Eli that purposely lived in like Hoboken, so he avoided all of these taxes in the city. And there's some guys now. Oh. Sammy. Excuse the bells at Sayas at high school. But who wants to live in New Jersey? I mean, I mean, this, I mean the, the Jersey, though, the is still a America. really high tax bracket. I mean, for guys who are making uh, north of $5 million, the income tax rate is 10.75%. Wow. Remember, that's in addition to your 35% going to the federal government, if not 40 I mean, these numbers add up. Sure, yeah, you could take deductions and stuff like that, but... It's Cold. a lot of money. I just I feel terrible in general for like you and uh, Jake Earlick in English, just how devastated you are. And I'm just like, dang. It's it the, the problem, way Jake said. But it, the problem is me here is that is that this type of situation always happens to only the Jets. They'll get teased with something you like this. You get your hopes up. You get your hopes up, and it comes crashing down over and over well, and over. You guys are and so over disappointed as if the Jets again. haven't had a pretty solid off season already. Yeah, but, uh, right here, the, the Jets have not. They're not, not going to be a playoff team this year. You don't get these opportunities often, all right? And it falls apart like this. The Jets have not had a receiver that's been able to bail out their quarterback in I don't even know how long. Maybe Brand- the last Antonio Holmes. I mean, Brandon Marshall. Yeah, I love Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall, Brandon Marshall, Marshall, Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker awesome. in the twilight of their career with Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> I'm talking – I mean, Tyreek Hill is, is just head and shoulders and, and, and chest beyond every receiver the Jets have had. It's not even close. Not even close. Right. It's like I watch all these games, and constantly there, there's whoever's at quarterback for the Jets is throwing, and the receivers don't do them any favors. Yes, the quarterbacks don't do the receivers' favors sometimes, but I constantly watch these games and these receivers making all these plays, and the Jets, when I watch their offense um, uh, for the past 10 years, it doesn't even feel like I'm watching the same league. I feel like I'm watching a, a college team in the NFL. Yes. It's like, hey, it, it's so frustrating. Cole. And I hope they turn around, but it's like we, we had it we had it in our hands or we didn't. I don't know. Cole, you know, I'm just going to say this. Keep your head up. You guys still have Braxton Berrios and Elijah Moore, I guess. <sighs> I mean. Braxton Berrios, you Miami product. Well, you got now Miami and Buffalo in that division in New England. I mean, I'm not pretty, on pretty the solid. New England. That's the next part. Again, but We're going to go 0-6 in the division every single year well, yeah, now. My okay. question is, what has happened with Jimmy Garoppolo? Why is he still on the 49ers? I think, I think, I'm telling you it's his injury. I'm telling you his injury is playing a big role in this. You think teams are looking at the physical and they're like, we don't like this? Also, I mean, yeah, no, one, no, one, needs a, no one needs a bridge quarterback right now. Except for maybe Seattle needs one, but they're not trading in division. No, I Baker. So. Baker we to Seattle. About, we talked about this last week, when, right on Friday. Yeah, I, I mean, Falcons signed Mariota after, again, big news yeah, in the Mariota, NFL. Matt Mar- Ryan getting traded to the Colts for a third-round pick. Is Mariota going to be the starter there? I think yeah, they'll probably be. draft a guy. I'm really happy with that. They'll I'll draft a guy. I never liked Mariota. When he was coming out of Oregon, I'm like, his play style is not going to translate. I like his play style. He's very elusive. But, yeah. where, but where would Jimmy G even go? That's the question. Maybe I mean the Niners could hold on to him until a big injury goes down. They trade that him away after that. They could do that. I mean, there's always a quarterback that gets injured. But that would just Look, be, in my opinion, yeah, yes, it's smart to do. The Eagles just, got a, fir- a bigger distraction. The Eagles the got a first rounder once upon a time for Sam Bradford. I wouldn't say that Jimmy G is a distraction if he comes in after someone gets hurt. Yeah, no, but no, no, they no, already no, no, said no, no, no. though not, he was going to part ways. I'm saying if if they, it goes into the season next year and Garoppolo and Lance are still together. 
It's a distraction on Lance. Yeah, and both of them. Honestly. No, yeah, no. They not, should. Not, they not should not bring. They should bring both, Garoppolo. Uh, into Garoppolo the already tweeted they were parting ways. And not to mention Garoppolo, knowing just you know common sense of football, they're not going to trade him to the Niners. Why the why would they do that? You mean to the Seahawks? I mean, yeah, yeah, the Seahawks. Sorry, of I course. just said that before. They're not trading in division. Yeah. But the happen. other headline that's really just got amplified today was the power of the AFC. So here, someone put out a chart. Yeah, I mean, not listen, just today. I mean, listen, it's listen, been listen. Like this. Li- I don't know if no, you've no, been no, living no, under a rock. I'm, I'm reading <laughs> it. I'm reading it. Oh. NFC to AFC. Adams from uh, so it's Adams to the Raiders, Russell Wilson to the Broncos, Cooper to the Browns, Mack to the Chargers, Matt Ryan to the Colts. Woods to the Titans. Those are all NFC to AFC moves. AFC to AFC moves. Hill to the Dolphins. Watson to the Browns. And Gakwe to the Colts. The only AFC to NFC move of the entire offseason was Carson Wentz to the Commanders. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and when you look at it, again, I feel like we discussed this on our last show. The AFC is all the great quarterbacks, really, besides Aaron Rodgers, of course, Tom Brady. I'm a huge Kyler Murray fan. And if you want to put Dak Prescott there, too. But the AFC, listen to this. They have Mr. Josh Allen, Bills Mafia in Buffalo. They have the great Tua in Miami. All right, let's... They have Deshaun Watson Ooh. in Cleveland now. They have, of course, Mitchell Trubisky in Pittsburgh. They have Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. They have Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. I'm so happy and you if said I get Trubisky. To, and if I get to the West, they have Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, and in the South... I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a breakout year. People are screaming, Trevor Lawrence is a bust. I do. No I one said Trevor Lawrence is a bust. Who said Trevor Lawrence is a bust? People are telling situation. me Trevor Lawrence is a, is a bust. He was in a, such an unfortunate have situation. Have you seen Urban Meyer literally? It came out there that he didn't know who Aaron Donald was. I'm aware. The man clearly needs a mental psyche I don't think Trevor Lawrence could have been placed in any worse of a rookie situation. People swore that it would be worse than the Jets, but you know. No, it wouldn't have. But also, I just... Complete side note, Cole, uh, not Cole Shay. I'm glad you brought up Trubisky. I think he's gonna have a great year. In I agree with you. I I, I'm really agree with interested. You. I I really do think that he's gonna be a great, sorry, great quarterback this year. And also, you bring it up because expectations for Tua are now sky high because that's a pretty electric offense now. You as much as Edmund, I hate to say it, I think he's gonna have a great season. I tell you, I, hope I think. He has I mean, this man great. is on the. On his way to Canton. I, okay, I mean, right, I've been right, saying right, 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 forever. Calm with the cannon. I, I, hope, think he's a great I hope he has a great season. I love Jalen Waddle. let's see. We know his injury history, one. Sure. Two, we know his inconsistency so far, but it might not be his fault. Whether it is or not, it's not a big deal. But do the Dolphins, if things get out of hand with Tua maybe in the first few weeks of the season and Jimmy's still available, do you just say, let's just – Or they, even they before the Teddy. season. They have Teddy. Oh, they do. Did not know that. That's an interesting. The backup. ultimate bridge quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater. The Teddy Br- No, that's Tyrod Taylor. No, Tyrod. T- I mean, where's he now? He he's at the Giants now, right? Yes. Bridge quarterback. You know, he I just started. I think he's <laughs> gonna beat out Daniel Jones for the job. I, don't I think really he's do. Beat him out. I don't. I'm not sure. Daniel Jones is just not good at quarterback. Flat out. I agree with that, but I don't think. I mean, it. what is Daniel Jones? They're giving do? him a chance. He runs. Sammy, and Tyrod Taylor is just better. What are they gaining from having Tyrod Taylor as their starting quarterback? I mean. Tyrod Taylor's gotten many teams in the playoffs. All right, stop. Stop. It's true. Stop. Did you see how bad the Giants were last year, Sammy? I'm aware. I think that's why also. Side note Wait, again. How, I just, we mean a lot of the teams. How many teams has Tyrod Taylor got in the playoffs? One? The Bills? Bills for like an AFC. He got benched two for, and then for Peterman. Nathan Peterman? <laughs> I mean, they would have. They could have 
you know, been more effective if they didn't Stop. have Nathan Peterman. <laughs> I mean, Nathan Peterman is the worst quarterback I maybe ever have seen in the NFL. I mean, I could do better <laughs> than Nathan Peterman. Uh, maybe. But, I mean, how many picks did that man Do throw? you guys think, throw. with all these trades and moves going down, do the Giants? Should the Giants consider trading Saquon Barkley? I mean, no, his trade value is just non-existent. Exactly. I mean, who's yeah, going to trade for him? Who's going to get more than I don't a think second he's rounder for it. Saquon Barkley? I don't think he's going to get back I to agree. himself. I don't think any team's going to give more than a second I'm, rounder yeah. for a Saquon Barkley. I Third mean, rounder. Running. Yeah, maybe. Third. He didn't look good at all last year. I mean, he really I mean, he's just, he's not that same guy. And I don't think he'll ever be. Interesting take. I uh, want to go through the rest of the moves from uh, the yeah. offseason that came no, out a few days. Yeah, the last two, three days. Alrighty, I guess I'll run through them quick. The Dolphins, yesterday, before this Tyree Kill move, they signed Armstead away from the Saints. Signing. Five years, $87.5 million. I mean, that deal is just going to bolster their old line, keep Tua protected. Remember, Tua is a lefty, so his blind side is from the right. Remember that? Only lefty quarterback in the NFL. Zadarius Smith has now agreed to a $42 million Boo. deal with the Vikings after Boo. backing out of his deal with the Ravens. He left the As Packers mentioned to go earlier, the Vikings. Leonard Ford, they released him. I know, but, you know, have some courtesy in class when you leave the Packers. Don't go to the Vikings. What are you, Brett Favre? I mean, he was going to go to the Ravens, and then he backed out. Leonard Fournette was re-signed, as we said, to a three-year, $21 million deal with the Bucks. Mariota, as we said, signed with the Falcons after they traded Matt Ryan to the Colts for a third-rounder. And there are talks of Odell Beckham possibly returning to Cleveland with Deshaun Watson. That Those are just some of the big moves. Falcons also re-signed Cordell Patterson. Matt Stafford has secured the bag himself, a four-year extension for $160 million. I mean, I don't think Matt Stafford is worth that, but he led him to the promised land. So Lyle Collins gets some protection for Joe Burrow. Three years, $30 million to the Bengals. And those really rack up most of the big moves. I mean, some a lot of moves happening in the NFL. But, I mean, Jameis Winston, three years, uh, two years, $28 million, back to the Saints. I mean, Jameis Winston, is he going to lead the Saints to the playoffs? That's the question. I don't know the answer. Back to you, Cole. All right, we're going to take a quick song break right now. With, Great recap, Sherry. With Thank Waves you. by Ye. So we'll see you back in three minutes. Step up in this like. I'm the one you like. Yeah, I'm the one you like. And I be talking like. I ain't scared to lose a fist fight. And she grabbing on my like. She want to see if it'll fit right. That's just the way. Ways don't die Let me grab you for the moment yeah. I don't need to own you No lie Ways don't die, baby Let me crash you for a moment Baby, I don't, I don't Sun don't shine in the shade Bird can't fly in the cage Even when somebody go away Just the way yeah. Ways don't die Let me crash you for the moment I don't need to own No lie Ways don't die, baby Let me crash you for a moment Baby, I don't, I don't need to own you No lie No lie 
I'm a wife, a sister, and a grandfather. I'm an office clerk. I'm a research analyst, dance fitness instructor, actor. I'm a copywriter. I'm a veteran. I have lupus, cerebral palsy. I'm blind. And I'm working in a job I love. I love. Because I was given a chance to contribute my skills and talents. To show that my disability is only one part of who I am. Who I am. Who I am. At work, it's what people can do that matters. For more information, visit whatcanyoudocampaign.org. WKWZ 88.5. Magic for your ears. We're back here on WKWZ 88.5. This is Colin Evans here alongside Sammy Sherry and Mihir Ved on the Wednesday night sports show, otherwise known as Agree to Disagree. So with half an hour left in today's program, we're going to go over some March Madness picks because we got plenty of stuff to do. But before that, we got a weather report from everyone's favorite weatherman, Sammy Sherry. All right. Thank you, Cole. Right now, currently in Seattle, New York, it's a bit cloudy at approximately 43 degrees and possible chance of rain tonight, unfortunately. 59% chance of rain, and we'll see what happens there on that front. But tomorrow, Thursday, a 96% chance of rain. Get your raincoats ready, folks. High of 49, low of 46. Stay in the nice mid-40s to high 40s, though. That's all unwell. And Friday, only a 7% chance of rain. Supposed to be nice and sunny, partly cloudy part of the day. With a high of 58, a low of 43. Sounds like my type of spring day. And, yeah, great day for some March Madness in. Find someone that loves the weather just like Sammy Sherry does. And uh, appreciate that report. So let's go into some March Madness right now. Um, we'll start from the top. Gonzaga and Arkansas. Could you see the Razorbacks making an upset to this powerhouse team? Honestly, I cannot. I mean, I don't know what there else is to say. I mean, Timmy is just, you know, on another level. And as I said earlier, with a side of Holmgren, I don't think Arkansas can beat him. I like that. I like that a lot, Sherry. I like the Arkansas team. Gritty team, we've seen throughout the regular season that they can play up to the potential of a top five team in the country. They've beaten Auburn. That was a huge win. They have a lot of momentum. Um, Great here, coach. I don't know if you've been watching college basketball, but Auburn just got bounced. So. Well, yeah, but I'm saying they've, they've had some big-time wins this year. They're riding off a lot of confidence. They're under a great coach. I think Eric Musselman is one of the best in the country. I just am a big fan of Gonzaga right now. I think they're going to steamroll through, to be honest. It's going to be a decent game. I think Gonzaga will get through. It's going to be a challenge, but they'll be in the next round. The real question is Cole. When Gonzaga, if Duke could win this game this week, or against Texas Tech on, uh, I believe it's tomorrow, yes. Yep, both uh, games. Yes. If they win that game on Saturday, can they beat the Gonzaga Bulldogs? It could be Coach K's last game, and he's come out of nowhere before. He's been favored before and won it all. But can he beat the number one number one in the Gonzaga Bulldogs? That's the real question. I'm excited for that. But before it's that, be, it could be Coach But before that, say before that, we got to get into the Texas Tech Duke matchup. Well, that's I right give next. my pick. <laughs> but I think Gonzaga. Oh, that's right. Win. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not going to overcomplicate. I, mean, I think Gonzaga is my national championship favorite one. right now. I think Gonzaga's got this one. But this Duke game is so interesting, and I have yeah. Texas Tech winning. I as do I. But I'm rooting. I, but I'm I rooting. guess I'm a uh, lone wolfing over here. Oh. oh. But I'm rooting for Duke in this one. Like I just like I feel like the storyline is, is great if Coach K wins, and I'm all for the storyline. I mean, yeah, it's the last hurrah. I mean, 
You talk about the last dance for Coach K. I mean, what are they calling this one? I think uh, I've been watching the five-part ESPN series, those 10-minute <laughs> clips, uh, Four Decades of Durham. Great series, highly suggested on ESPN. Nice uh, YouTube, man. Yeah. We'll have to see if Coach K could uh, bring it home. I think it ends here. I do not. I think I he goes, think think he goes to another Elite Eight. It's either for me. This is a make-or-break game for Duke in the tournament. Obviously, it's a winner going, but... I mean, it's a make if or break Duke game wins for this everybody. game, if Duke wins this game at Texas Tech and overcomes that tremendous defense, right? I have Duke beating Gonzaga then at that point. Really? I think Duke. This is Duke's biggest test because if you can overcome this, your confidence is riding high, and you know you have everything to play for in the Elite Eight. You got the number one team in the nation, which they beat earlier in the year. Van Carroll that's beat Holmgren earlier in the year, and if 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 it's all the marbles, and you need this Duke team that's had some big losses in some of Coach K's, you know, I guess most meaningful games as of late, if they need a bounce back, it's the tournament, right? So if you win against Texas Tech, you beat Gonzaga, you make a run at that point, the confidence should be sky high. They shouldn't have to play with the pressure of, oh, my gosh, we have to play. Uh, we have to win. Otherwise, Coach K's career is the, the boys should just be playing. So I think if they get over Texas Tech and those distractions get aside them, that Gonzaga-Duke game will be something to watch, and I have Duke winning that. I mean, though, Mahir, it's a fact. It could be Coach K's last game every game they play. He's a five-time national champ, hasn't won since 2015, and I believe he's roughly like a 12-time Final Four participant. Does that sound about right? Something like that. I believe, and he's had a storybook career at Duke over 40 years, as we said, back in the 80s. He ascended this program to greatness, and the real question is, can he do it one more time? I would say he hasn't been as successful in this one-and-done era of guys because the defense has been much more lackluster since its old days where – he tended to play a lot more man-to-man, and now he does more of his own with the one-and-done guys. But we'll have to wait and see. I think he'll beat Texas Tech, but unfortunately, I think Gonzaga, unfortunately, I think by this time next week when we have our next show, Coach K will be eliminated. Interesting. Would be crazy to watch. We'll see what happens with Cole, that. Cole, what was your Duke you took Texas Tech, right? I took Texas Tech, but it's like yes, I'm, 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 I'm right, like, right. I guess I'll just follow my bracket. That this top yeah, part of the bracket has bracket. been doing pretty well so far, so I might as well stick with it. Uh, mine has been, eh, All right. subpar. Memphis had a great fight though against Gonzaga. Quickly, uh, all the, I know all they the, lost, but all I think like the, all the eight nines who played their ones had great I games. I mean, yeah, one. I Every mean, single one. North Carolina won. Especially UNC. I mean, UNC won. they almost blew it, but right. that that foul call. UNC so. won. TCU lost in overtime. Creighton kept it close without their best big man, Ryan Kalkbrenner, for majority of the game. And what was the other one? Memphis, like you just said. Yeah, Memphis they played just great. It. They were up, I believe, 10 at the half at 1.12. Right. I mean, they if it wasn't for Drew Timmy, so Gonzaga would seeds, be home. They would these, be back in Spokane. These one seeds are vulnerable. You know, there's a saying here in college basketball. And both Baylor shows. Survive in advance. It's simple as that. Cole? Or as John Rothstein says, not anarchy, just college basketball. College basketball. I said that around the house now. <laughs> um, Arizona-Houston's our next Matchup a one versus five. Um, this, is, this is a great game. Yeah, I, 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 I'm sorry, I completely underrated this Houston team. I unfortunately for me, I had Houston originally so beating serious. Illinois, and then I switched it, and Illinois lost that game. And I honestly, I think this Houston team is going to beat Arizona. It's just so impressive what Kelvin Sampson has done with this team. They have five new starters. I think like half of them are transfers. Would they just put together a team similar to what last year's Final Four run looked like? 
and they they just dominated Illinois from start to finish. I mean, I remember when I was doing my research for my bracket, I remember Houston being like one of five teams in the NCAA this year that was like top uh, either five or 20 or something in offense and defense defensive rating. And I'm like, I think this Houston team could really go far. And I don't know why. I just I switched it. Illinois, I'm like, I let ESPN influence me a bit. And I'm like, <laughs> shouldn't have probably have done that. And... Yeah, I mean, I think I'm rolling with Houston this week over Arizona. I had originally Arizona uh, going to the Elite Eight, losing to Tennessee, who's um, unfortunately, Even you with know, what I'm saying about Houston, rested. I'm riding with my original pick I'm of Arizona. I'm riding with the Cats, too. That's, that's my pick to win the national I mean, championship. They had a battle against TCU, and great teams, they fight. They're great resilient. Great teams win crappy games, I always say. And I Arizona mean. fought. They were resilient. That's exactly what they did, no matter what happened. TCU fell down and fell apart in overtime. They had guys foul out. They just couldn't get shots to go, whatever it was. Arizona fought in battle. They have, what's his, Mathurin? Matherin? He's Benedict a, Matherin. What a name, first of all. Benedict Matherin. Oh, I my mean, goodness. He's a star in the making. I mean, if we're talking about stars, I mean, I think it's a great time to give one of our uh, – our promos, a Monster Energy, a uh, quick shout out here. Uh, Cole needs some right now as he's our host is falling asleep over there. What are you falling asleep? <laughs> what? I'm wide awake. What are you talking about? I mean, about? you're yawning every uh, 30 seconds. That was I mean, one yawn. Like, <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> Five um, hour energy. I need some right now. All right, well, you're going, um, you're going Wildcats? Go, going on. The Michigan Wolverines and oh, the Villanova Wildcats oh, in a just... national championship rematch. The women's tournament featured yes. a game between the Wolverines and Wildcats, and the Wolverines prevailed. Nas Hillman I... had her 50th career double-double. One of the most dominant players in all of women's college basketball. So, Jawan Howard versus Jay Wright this time. Who do you have in this one? Can the 11 seed darling Michigan Wolverines make it back to the Elite Eight? Five straight years in the Sweet 16. I, I'm, I'm going Villanova. I just still think they're if not Arizona to win the national championship, I think Villanova is the most complete team in this tournament. Over Gonzaga. Yes. I think Villanova is the most complete team in this tournament. They're coached by, I think, what is the best coach in in college basketball right now. They look so polished. They've had their battles before. They've shown their resilience, like I was saying earlier, that a great team needs. And they've had their fair share of, we're just going to run you over and show you that we're the powerhouse. But... I'm not underestimating Michigan here. When teams get hot in March, teams get hot in March. This Michigan team, regardless of record, it doesn't matter anymore. What they're doing with Jawan Howard coming back, the way that they're playing team basketball more than they ever have all season, this is perfect. This would be a perfect storyline for them to just walk in here and do what I'm saying can't. Just beat the most complete team to take them all the way down to the wire. But I do have Villanova winning. But don't be surprised. It's going to be a great game. And I'm sure those Michigan guys are going to have their mouths watering from that. I don't even know if there's guys on the roster from that no, championship. No, I don't think so. Maybe Eli Brooks, but that's probably it. And, and Johns. But they know their history. Sammy, go on. They know their history. I mean, I completely agree with you, Mahir. I think you hit the nail right on the head. I mean, if we're talking about guys on former championship teams, Colin uh, Gillespie. I was going to say Giuseppe as uh, (laughs) one of our uh, sports analytics uh, members recently said this uh, an hour or two ago. I think he was the only uh, player currently on uh, Villanova who was on that national 
championship winning team, the most recent one. Yeah, yeah that's o- right. And that's correct. only one player from Michigan was on that team, which was Eli, which is Eli Brooks, who is the heart and soul of this Michigan team this year. But and I, they have their heart and soul in Colin Gillespie. I think this so one's going to be, be awesome. I think this one's going to be close. But as you said, me here, give me Villanova in this one. Damn, that Villanova team was disgusting. Mikal Bridges, Amari Spellman, Pascal, I mean, Jalen Brunson, Brunson <laughs> DiVincenzo, Gillespie. Gillespie, why Gillespie, can't you guys Gillespie. say it? Gillespie, because I, I was saying, I always say it right, but they just keep messing it up. That was a stacked team, my lord. And then Michigan yeah. was good, too. It was. Wagner, Livers, Mohamed Ali Abdurrahman, Xavier Simpson, Charles Matthews, Duncan Robinson, Jordan Poole coming off the bench. Jo- Duncan Robinson came off the bench. Duncan, Duncan Robinson, Robinson wasn't jo- really good, Duncan though. Robinson. I mean, jo- Jordan Poole could ball, though, in college. Duncan Robinson and Jordan Poole combined for three points in the national championship. Exactly, because Duncan Robinson and now was an probably, undirected free now agent. Now we'd say they're probably the two most successful guys from that team, right? Yeah. They 100% are. Right. Which is crazy, crazy how things work. But, yeah, I mean, both of those teams were fantastic that year. It's a three-versus-one in the finals. The my lord. But... Uh, listen, this is such a tough game for Michigan. I had Villanova winning this one. Obviously, going to rip my butt off for Michigan, but that win over Tennessee was just so impressive, and they just put everything. They've just put everything together. This team from the start had so much talent, and they were top and, five, and, and, and right? So, right? Uh, such a high ceiling, but it took them all season to put it together, and and they're they're getting hot at the right time, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, they're technically no. Don't let the 11 seed fool you for what this team actually is. Caleb Houston's been fantastic from three. Eli Brooks has been an amazing leader for this Michigan squad, exactly what they need. Hopefully, Devontae Jones comes back at full strength. He's been battling injuries and concussions and this and that. He Hopefully, he comes back and you know, the, the transfer point guard could finally live his dream. Um, you know, Frankie Collins has been great in replacement for him. You know, Michigan's been getting great production. Have Musa Diabate, who's been fantastic. Hunter Dickinson, how can I forget to mention him? He's been absolutely dominant under the hoop. That's but here, true. who can uh, who does Villanova have under the hoop? Think of look, remember how ba- how poorly they did with Sonogo, even though he had a bad game, how they were barely able to defend him. Yeah, they don't have Hunter one, Dickinson can have a field day against them. Twenty seven points they against have Tennessee. Eric Dixon, who's their I guess quote unquote big man. I think he's like six nine, six ten type guy. But Dixon I expect Dickinson, Dickinson to. To feast, he if they if Michigan wants to win this game, you gotta him, expose the lack of a him. big man. But then again, it's not a one on one game with Villanova. It never is. It never will be. One guy can beat Villanova. You're gonna have to break down the entire five guys. It's just not gonna happen. I don't see it happening. Dickinson could go for thirty and ten, and I still don't think Michigan could win this game. All right, Sammy, are you on your way out right now? I am. We'll give you a rapid one final give your pick. rapid fire picks right now. So I'm gonna name the games. You give me your your gut pick. Already. North Carolina, UCLA. UCLA. Purdue and St. Peter's. Purdue. Boring. Kansas and Providence. Kansas. Iowa State and Miami. Miami. Most fun matchup. And I think that's it, right? That's it. Those games? All right. On your way. Good luck with your studying. Also, Kansas will lose in the Elite Eight to Miami. Mark me down, Miami to the Final Four. Canes, I guess. Wow. We'll see next week, Sherry. We'll see next right, Friday. Sammy, we'll see Sounds that. good. Two out of the Hall of Fame as well. Don't forget it. That will be a 20-year thing. We won't forget, Sherry. <sighs> 12 minutes left in the show, me here. Let's start breaking down these games that Sammy just picked. North Carolina and UCLA. <laughs> you can start on this one. Man, UNC is so hot right now. They almost did choke that game after... Uh... See you, Sherry. Have a good one. Stay safe, all right? All right. Dope. But... Uh... It's a great game. What's, what's the dude's name? Manning? UNC? 
Oh, I, 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 it kept sounding like Manning, but I don't think it actually is Manning. 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 Thank you. Randy Manning. He, when he got ejected, that team just fell apart. So UNC's got to stay poised against UCLA, but UCLA's dealing with their own problems. Hawkes, Jaime, Jaime Hawkes is hurt. He's going to be playing banged up. Juzang's been underwhelming, but Tiger Campbell and Cody Riley, Miles Johnson have stepped up and filled in really well. They and they, they, and they they took down St. Mary's. I they think were, were a good team by 16 points. Right. They beat St. Mary's. St. Mary's beat Indiana by 30, and then they faced UCLA, and UCLA just neutralized everything that their offense had to offer. I'm impressed with this UCLA team. Once again, they have the experience. UCLA, UNC is hot, but I'm going to UCLA just because I had them beating Baylor anyway. I think they're built yeah, for no, March. Yeah, I have UCLA winning this game in my bracket, so I guess I'll root for them for the sake of that. But, I mean, this North Carolina team, it seems just like such a great story. They're playing really good basketball. But, you, I mean, you, Uber Davis, good, great coach, I mean, I thought it was so telling that they were able to win in overtime. That, I thought that spoke volumes about their team. That after that one of the back. worst collapses I've ever seen in sports, and they were still able to win that game. That says a lot about a team. My gut's telling me North Carolina on this one, but this is a game I probably will stay away from. Um, Purdue and St. Peter's. Unfortunately, it's going to be over for the Peacocks. Purdue had a great game against Texas. Had a twenty to a twenty-two zero run, I think, in the first half. Texas was able to storm back, but. I mean, Ivy was fantastic, and just he's that type of point guard superstar that you need in this tournament to succeed, and he was fantastic. I mean, Texas kind of hung in there. They have a really nice lineup around, but, I mean, the foul trouble they got into is just it's a result of their aggressive defense, but it's just such a big negative aspect of it as well. I see no reason why St. Peter's can't win this game. St. Peter's can win this game. Purdue has his weaknesses. Jaden Ivey's Jaden Ivey. You have a bunch of these kids, like Shaheen Holloway said, just these New York, New Jersey local kids going up against a top five NBA pick. I see no reason why this underdog story continues. Yes, there's only been two other 15 seeds that have advanced to the Sweet 16. None have gone to the Elite Eight. I do think third three times the charm. I want to go bold. I want to have some fun with, with it. I disagree with you. I have St. Peter's beating Purdue. I want to have fun with it, and I want to— You know to... who was very unimpressive during that game? E- Zach Eady. He was—I was about to touch terrible. on him. He's, he's a, so he's bad. He's a useless big man. He's useless. He's huge, but he's immobile. He doesn't do anything. He has he no footwork. He has He gets blocked by, like, forwards. I mean, it's, it's bad. He Look, was, I just—I think— He was such a liability for them. I think compared to the other 15 seeds— like FGCU and Oral Roberts last Dunk year. Dunk City? Right, Dunk City, FGCU. I, I, there's something about the St. Peter's team. No, it, no it, it's not. It's the same they thing. They have a real leader. They have a real bond of guys that we know. Last same, year, Oral as, Roberts, same as Dunk last City year, and Oral Roberts. No, no, Oral Roberts. Everyone was just feeding off that one guy, Abrams. Oh, my God, he's insane. He, he averaged 30 points a game. St. Peter's doesn't great. have a guy averaging 30 a game. They have a team game. I really enjoy watching them play. And I see no reason why they can't compete right. with Purdue. Go Purdue take has St. had some bad Peters. losses. Go this take year. them. I think Purdue wins this game. I'll take them. I'll I'm, take I'm not thinking about bad losses in the midst of a Big Ten regular season. We're talking about the tournament right now. I think Purdue, uh, the Boilermakers, go run their way through this game. Travion Williams is amazing against Texas he as did well. Play great. So I'm taking them. Um, Kansas and Providence. I mean, when does the <laughs> luck meter run out for the Friars? I, I mean, I'm, I'm still thinking about that one poll when we were at the Big East tournament. 
that one guy we talked to who said he asked the coach uh, Ed Cooley in the press conference, like, look, the last time you lost by 25-plus, like, you guys went on an eight-game winning streak and you beat every team by, like, 20 or whatever it was. And Ed they Cooley beat was like, Richmond by 28 points, a team right. that beat Iowa. Think about this. I, I mean, this province team is, is better than we thought, I guess. I think similar to what that guy asked in the press conference and told us at the Big East tournament, they had a really bad loss against Creighton, and now it's just fix it, get humbled, and go to work. And I think they keep going to work. I, man, Kansas is so confusing because they find a way to choke every year. I, that I, I want to pick them to move on, but they just always are finding a way to choke. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. My gut's telling me Providence. I think this, my gut's telling uh, me Providence too. But, but I mean, the also, Kansas, but Kansas is good. I mean, like they beat. A, they, I mean, Shiba is great. Incredible, and and Creighton gave them a really good game. They did. Providence just and Creighton just played well. Richmond. I mean, it wasn't Kansas playing badly. Creighton, Creighton played th- well, which I thought was going to happen in the first place. Pretty good matchup, but I'm, I'm, I got I'm leading Kansas. I got. I'm going to take Providence. I don't know. I, I I want. I think Ed Cooley's got this team on the right path. Ed Cooley, the American dream. The American dream. I think they just been humbled properly by Creighton in the Big East tournament to the point where it can get them into the Elite Eight. You beat a one seed like Kansas because now they're the underdogs. They haven't been an underdog in all season. All right, next one. Iowa State and Miami in 11 against a 10. That's my a favorite, fun one. My favorite matchup. I think Miami wins this game handily. Yep. I'm going to go Miami as well. That's a that's a really underrated 10 seed. I mean, they beat USC and Auburn. I mean, that's good for them. That's great. That's really, really impressive on their part. Yes, it is. Um, I think they win this game. and I, I mean, they work, they're, they're going to give Kansas or Providence a run for their money. Yeah, for sure. Like Sherry said, I like that, you know, Miami to the Final Four bold take. I, I'm, I'm on track. So how's the bracket stack up after this? So, I mean, according to our picks, uh, we'll have, like, uh, Gonzaga, Arkansas against Texas Tech or Duke. All right, so here, who do you have coming out of each region? We'll just do that to, to finish the show. <sighs> Give me Gonzaga. I'm going to take Gonzaga as well. I might as well just stick with my Nova pick. I'm going to go Gonzaga, Nova, uh, I'm I'm like leaning Purdue, but they also have weaknesses wait, 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 as well. Wait, what Gonzaga for Final Four? Oh yeah, I'm talking about Final Four picks now. Final Gonzaga, Four Gonzaga ends up playing UCLA or the winner or Purdue. No, I'm saying I'm saying who I have coming out of each region. I think Gonzaga wins their region. Uh, okay. I think Villanova wins their region still. Ah, this, the East is so tough. I mean. Has an eight seed ever? Made, I mean, actually, eight seed is definitely made yeah, to before. Definitely. I mean, North Carolina could run their way there. I mean, I think it's very, I think it's very either. possible. Would not be surprised at all. I'll skip that one for now. I think. Oh, I mean, I'm I'm leaning Kansas in uh, the Midwest, but anything's possible. I, I I'm very confident about Gonzaga. I'm very I'm pretty confident about Villanova, but the other two, I mean. Talk about a toss-up. Right. I'm, I'm going Gonzaga. I'm going UCLA. I'm going Arizona over Villanova. That game's going to be incredible if it ends up going that way. Oh, wow. This, the the end of March Madness is going to be fantastic. I'm, I'm very excited for this. I'm going to take Arizona. How many games do we have left? Two, four, six, eight. And then Elite Eight is four. So I got, okay, hear me out. I, I'm going to go with Sherry here. Gonzaga, UCLA, Arizona, and then kaboom out of nowhere, Miami. Wow. Yeah. 
That'd be crazy. Miami's hot right Miami, now, man. They're I just, I don't hot. Know. I just feel like there's always two one seeds and then two like really random seeds. So it's either gonna be Providence or Miami. One of the two. Could you believe the Providence makes the Final Four? How crazy that would be. Go Friars. After everything that happened in that one week stretch between then and March Madness, I mean, crazy, 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 crazy. March. Um, anything else want to touch on before the show ends? The Knicks game last night. Trey Young walked right back into the Garden, dropped forty-five and eight. I mean, I hate New to York say it, but he owns just, New like, York. I love how passionate it. it is, and I, I, I would not change it for the world what happened in the playoffs last year, but it always comes back to bite us somehow. Trey Young's going to have a forever grudge on the organization. He's going to come to the Garden Reggie Miller style and just beat he them really up. He really is Reggie Miller reincarnated. It's crazy. Time. He really is. And I, I mean, it's just wild to watch. So, yeah, the, that was not good for the Knicks. Their season's effectively over. <laughs> RJ Barrett scored 30 on 25 shots. We'll see how he closes out the season without Randall. I'm not watching the next game. Um, yeah, I barely even. I watched the end of the fourth quarter, and that was no, it. And I they also choked the lead too. I don't watch them anymore. Really um, don't. Degrom came back yesterday and had a nice performance for the Mets. After Scherzer had a good one too, so that's good to see. Anything with the Yankees on your end? I don't know. There's a lot of talk about judges' a contract extension. If that'll get done before the season, I hope it does. So it's not a distraction. Um, otherwise. I guess the Yankees are rolling in with the roster they have. You know, goodbye, Mets Gary. Reached, uh, good arbitration with most of their players yesterday, which was nice to see. So. As of the Yankees, which is good. So, I don't know. Baseball starting off. I'm excited. We'll, we'll get into that more next week, obviously. Opening day is still, you know, a week or two away. Players still ramping up on a short spring training. It's going to be interesting. I don't know what to expect from the Yankees this year. I want to be optimistic and positive. I just don't know what their offseason plans were. You have a lot. It was probably one of the most star-studded free agency class classes in years. And the Yankees didn't make a move. The Mets mm-hmm. made their moves. They they got to work, and I'm happy for Steve Cohen, and I'm happy for the organization that they're really trying to contend this year. God forbid that Jacob DeGrom gets hurt or Max Scherzer gets hurt because that staff with Chris Bassett now added into it is going to be something special. So I hope. I'm not one of those fans. <coughs> I'm not one of those Yankees fans that's, you know, that, that just ultimately hates the Mets with a passion. And you know me. I don't hate the Yankees exactly. either. I don't hate them. I, I want to see them play well. It's fun when both teams are playing well and there's a good buzz in the city and Long Island about it. And I think this is the Mets' year to finally, you know, break out and stay on top. You know, not be on top like last year and just fall apart once again. And for the Yankees, they put themselves in a little bit of a hole, in my opinion. You know, the Blue Jays made some great moves. They're, they're, they're showing that they're going to be players this year. The Red Sox, I'm not so sold on their pitching staff, but their offense is going to be special again. Alex Cora, we know what the wonders he can work. And then the Rays, they're just going to have to, they're always going to find a way to be somehow sneaky good. And for the Mets aspect of things, the Phillies made some great moves. They look like a powerful offense. They're going to be interesting, but we'll see what happens. I'm excited for both teams. We shall see. And that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you, Mihir. Thank you, Sammy, if you're somehow listening during your tutoring session, which is highly unlikely. And uh, we'll see you next Friday. So take care, enjoy your Wednesday, and enjoy the rest of your week. WKWZ, Syosset's community radio station, ends its broadcast day.